Listener production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, Jay-Z Clark joins me to dissect Collingwood's eight-point win against the Cats. And where does it leave Geelong? And what does it mean for the Pies? We'll look ahead to the big game tonight between Carlton and Melbourne. And as always, we will give what our headline will be in the weekend's papers. That's all to come next on Footy Talk. This is Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. I'm joined by Jay-Z Clark on this Saturday morning off the back of the pies, finding a bit of form again with an eight-point win against Geelong 109-101. It's a bit of a strange game, Jay-Z. The Mm. pies had to come from 22 points down at quarter time. Geelong got the jump. Then Collingwood dominated the second and third quarters to lead by 24 points at three-quarter time. And then Geelong came home with a rush. I think Mm. they kicked five goals, six in that fourth quarter, had all the play. And as much as Jeremy Cameron tried, there was a little bit of everything in it. There was some controversial uh, decisions with the umpires. There was some injury, a lot of goals getting kicked. But at the end of the day... The story is the Pies are back in their winning ways. And this is where you're very good, Joe, because I come in here sometimes like an excited puppy about results and I get all up and about the Pies are back, all this sort of stuff. I mean, big news in a sense that they could be missing Darcy Moore for the next three or four weeks with a hamstring. So missing their two best players in Dacos um, and uh, Darcy Moore. So that's going to be really interesting. But how how excited would you feel like the Pies are back or are you uh, just be a little bit wary? Yeah, or not, not fully. I don't think the Pies are fully back. No doubt the second and third quarter look much more like the Collingwood that we've used to, we've expected from yeah. this season. They, they're hunting the football. Their pressure was elite. Quick play. They would swarm and then, yeah, that handball play. Yep. And got a lot of easy looks. Uh, the, I suppose I'm more tempering the, the expectation off the back of how good are Geelong? You know, like Geelong have just been average all year. And mm-hmm. it was a weird sort of game. Like both teams kicking 100 points is not ideal hitting into a finals mm-hmm. campaign. You want to have your defence rock solid. Shit. That's what wins grand finals. I mean, Collingwood had 29 scoring shots from just 45 entries. And even Geelong had 26 scoring shots from 51 entries. That's a really high number for both teams. So still plenty of areas to improve on. Mm-hmm. Collingwood, though, to get it done, as you said, without Darcy Moore injured early in that game, no Nick Dacos would have shown them that they can do it. Without him, we're not sure exactly when he'll come back. And it was a good even performance, and I think they'd be pleased that their forwards found a bit of form as well. I mean, no, Jamie Elliott's been in good form, but guys like Mychek and some others haven't been hitting the scoreboard. Jeremy Howe yep. looked good as a forward. So some things that they can really take away. So on him now, without Moore, what's the restructure look like? Does Howe go back... Oh, he might have He sort to. of has to, doesn't I, I he? I think he looked good as a forward, and maybe they would want that. But Billy Frampton can play fullback with Nathan Murphy. Is that enough, just the two of mm. them? Maynard can play a little bit taller. We know Quainor can win his one-on-one. So maybe they can leave Jeremy Howe forward. Yeah, right. If that's what they want to do. It'll be interesting to see how mm. they go about it. But it was a good performance. Jack Ginevan came on as the sub for Darcy Moore. Yep. And he had some uh, real influence. He had three goal assists, and he looked energetic, and he – he played some really good footy. And then on the flip side, Gary Rowan was also subbed out, injured with tightness, I Yes, believe. yes, that is an issue for him. And he has been that explosive athlete for his whole career. So that has um, that has uh, bugged him uh, at times. Jeremy Cameron was a story in the sense that he... Seven goals, four. And Chris Scott said after the game, well, he could have had 12. Mm. I mean, he, he absolutely tried his heart out. They missed some shots late, which they would rue. But he, can we broad brush on the Cats for a second? Because uh, destroyed Sydney to win the Premiership last year. Now it's touch and go for the finals. Like, how, how do you assist Geelong's year? It's just been it's been average. They're, they're it's played, a hunger personnel. I list. think it's a bit of everything. Yeah. Everything. I think the list profile, um, their their hunger and their levels. Um, 
some personnel, continuity with their back line. It's just been one of those years. It hasn't mm-hmm. gone their way. And we know in footy, and history has told us, you don't just flick a switch late in the year and, and all of a sudden win it. Despite we always try and yep. think that that's going to happen, it just doesn't. So they might still limp into finals. I don't think they're a threat to be able to sweep the table, win four games yep. from the bottom part of the, the, the top eight and, and win a grand final. But you you probably wouldn't want to play them if Dangerfield and Jeremy Cameron mm. stay in the form they're in, maybe in the first or second week of finals. But They need the planets to align. They do. Don't they? And they I think it's, it hasn't happened all year. It's going to be tough to see it happen the last couple of weeks I, of the season. I, I think their list profile is fascinating. One of the most fascinating looks in the competition because they've got these batch of 30-year-old premiership heroes, Dangerfield, Guthrie. Um, we know Isaac Smith's uh, re- retiring. or you know Stewart. In particularly in the midfield, Blitzars has played almost the whole year as a centre square midfield. Mm. I know he wasn't playing last night. And then they've got these young guys. They've got uh, Jai Clark, who's been injured, 19, a 20-year-old Tanner Brood. Max Holmes, I think, is 21. In between, Joey, there's this 10-year gap, if you know what I mean. They've got Brennan Parfit, jury's out. You know, Tom, Tom Atkins, Atkins yeah. is a real workhorse. Mm. What are they going to do with this list profile in the middle? Because I, I feel like they need to really address it because otherwise those young blokes can't, aren't ready to carry the load just yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've still got some talent that's still in the right age profile. Grind Myers and Brad Close and Ollie Henry and those guys will continue to get better. But you're right, the midfield, the they're lacking. Room. The engine room. I, I've been, I suppose, a little bit, um, dis, not disheartened is not the right word, but Glass just a bit flat, yeah, with the form of Grind, um, with the Max Holmes and Tanner Bruin. Yep. Haven't really reached the levels that okay. we would have liked. They've been okay, yep. but not, they haven't sort of improved as the year's gone on, or I haven't even seen yep. enough in a game or two. We go, oh, wow, there's yep. the future. Yep. I think they are, you know, serviceable, but they certainly need more. So whether they still target you know, Darcy Parrish is yet yep. to sign. Yep. Um, if Bailey there's some Smith. others, as Bailey Smith's name's been thrown around. Matt so Crouch. I do think they need some more um, talent in that midfield because Dangerfield can't wear his Superman cape much longer. Yep. I mean, he was awesome again last night, yep. but he can't keep doing it at 33 years of age and play the way he plays. So a bit of work to do, yep. but good for the Pies to get a little bit of form back. And, of course, Josh Dacos, without his brother, was probably best on ground. 38 disposals, eight score involvements, and 560 metres gained. But we'll find out more about how much Collingwood are back next week when they take on the Brisbane Lions. Hey, we will get to a break because I want to get some of the previews and the yep. big uh, bowl prediction from you. What will be the headline yep. this weekend? If you are listening to Footy Talk and you're listening on the Apple Podcast or Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. If you have a question for us, you can get on Instagram or on TikTok and hit us up. Jay-Z, the big one we want to touch on, though, is Carlton Melbourne tonight. This is going to be a beauty for me. The two most informed teams in the competition, Melbourne get back Grundy and Oliver. Mm. Carlton have won seven on the trot and still missing. People forget. Chera, Walsh, Silvani, McGovern, mm. even Matty Kennedy uh, as well. So, If they win this, the Blues, Joey, they're premiership favourite. They can't be premiership favourites because they're still going to have to win the flag from outside the top four, uh-huh. which is hard to do. Only the Western Bulldogs have been the only team to do it. Um, it's going to be hard work. Still difficult. But I yep. think they could get to a grand final. I think they could win two or three. So there's no reason why they can't. It'll yep. just be harder. 
where Melbourne are in a box seat, you know, finishing top four. And if they win today, I think it cements a top two spot for the Demons. I sometimes can put a little bit of mayo on things, Joey, but is this the biggest game of Brodie Grundy's life? He has got one throw at the stumps to make this work, not only in the ruck, where we know he's a pretty good ruckman, but also forward. He needs to compete for the ball in that those forward 50 aerial contests, like his life depends on it because – in the past, when he was in the team, it did bounce out of that forward 50 very, very mm. easily. How This is a – Brodie Grundy going to the MCG tonight would be thinking, I need to absolutely um, kill it. Kill it. Have to, he has to put a compelling game together to hold his spot. Maybe a bit dramatic to say the game of his life, but I hadn't, put, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it that way, Jay-Z, but that's what you do. I, I actually think maybe it is one of his most important games because – uh, he will need to put a compelling story together to stay in the team. I think I think Tom McDonald is waiting in the wings, playing VFL this weekend. What's their best look? Well, Harrison, think? without Harrison Petty now, which yep. he was their best look, I think Tom McDonald can replace the Harrison Petty role. Right. I think they want to be a bit more dynamic and versatile in their forward line than necessarily having Brody Grundy, but mm-hmm. they've been wedded to this plan. They're going to give him one more chance, which is okay. Now it's up to him whether he stays in the side or not, but that'll be a fascinating game. Can I ask you a question, Clayton? Yes. Oliver? So he's missed what? Best part of 10, ten weeks. Mm. Yeah, so he comes back tonight. Do you th- Would there be a seed of doubt in his mind when he goes top speed, bending over, would his hamstring be in the back of his mind? Yeah, it's human nature. He'll be slightly concerned. And because he's never really had a soft tissue injury before, he mm. won't know what to expect. So there always is that element. And once you get sort of maybe through a quarter, through a half, maybe, maybe once he gets through the game and he feels – much more confident that he'll continue to build from there. But great to have one of the best players in the competition back in the side. Mm-hmm. Who are you tipping in that one? Melbourne. Yeah. But I can't wait for it. Yeah, I can't wait for the contest. Yeah, straight after the Matildas game too, which has been a, a bit of a talking point, but can't wait for that one. Just quickly, the other game I want to touch on, Brisbane-Adelaide, uh, the twilight spot. Do you give the Crows any chance? No, no. I don't. Brisbane for me. Yeah, me too. And uh, I think Sydney will beat the Gold Coast Suns. Fremantle should beat West Coast. And it sets up a big day on Sunday. And, of course, tomorrow we will go around the grounds and analyse all the action from today's games. But I always love to finish up with what will be the back page headline to come out of this weekend. Is it the Blues bubble burst? Is it the bubble burster? If Melbourne uh, just pricked that, as you said, they're still missing some key players. I think Melbourne get up, and the uh, hype around the Blues just comes off a touch. Did you have you ever done a nudie run in a dam as part of a sort of um, no but, sort of in, did, no? But we used to go down to the Brighton Beach at six a.m. in the middle of winter and jump in the pier and do all those sorts of things as so a punishment. If someone as was punishment late to training or, or bonding or whatever they wanted, did to you call really it. hang it on the bloke who was late? Yeah, we used to yeah. put him in the middle and John <laughs> terrorise him. Uh, no, the Carlton story is great. I wouldn't be jumping off the Blues think? if they get beaten. For me? What's your headline? This will be the headline. Go on. The Kangas finally do it for Cunners. Really? I said Cunners. They will find a way to win. And, the upset. And send out Ben Cunnington on a terrific note. I've just got a gut feel they can pull off an upset wow. this afternoon, we North ta- Melbourne. We spent the whole year talking about Essendon playing finals. We had up until about six weeks ago, and since then they've been poor. They've what? They've won two of their last seven and yeah. beat West Coast by a point. Yeah. They've dropped away. So I think North, there's always one game in these teams down the bottom yep. they can get themselves up for. They played well against Melbourne for half. Yep. I just reckon they could do it today. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. As we said, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up all the action from a big Saturday. Up until then, enjoy your weekend.